Mayans MC is back. The last episode of season two aired November 5th, 2019, over a year ago. The spin-off series to Sons of Anarchy, originally created by Kurt Sutter and Elgin James, kicked off its third season with a two-episode premiere. Interestingly enough, the episodes this season are named after chapters from Mark Twain's Huckleberry Finn. I guess the delinquent nature of the ragtag team provides some likeness to those in the show. Well, they do some of the, like that with every single season, like all the episodes they change the names to in the first episode, uh, first season. It's a lot of uh, Spanish names for animals, and usually those animals were shown at the start and sometimes the end of those episodes. And I think season two is like named after gods, like of Greek culture. I believe could very well be. I only looked at season three. Yeah, so I think that they change it up every season and kind of keep it around a similar theme. Mm-hmm. Before we get any further. Spoilers ahead for both Sons of Anarchy and also Mayans MC. So if you haven't caught up, pause it now and then come back. Yeah, it'd be impossible to talk about Mayans MC without Sons of Anarchy. Mm -hmm. So because we need to talk about Sons of Anarchy, why don't you give me a run through of all seven seasons, break it down, beat by beat, go. (laughs) I'm kidding. I was going to say seven seasons would be insane, but basically the... You did watch all seven seasons. Yes, I did watch, uh, I think, all two times over. Um, but the series finale... You watched 14 seasons worth? No, I meant I watched... Well, I guess, yeah, in that, in that essence. But Jax, by the end of season seven of Sons of Anarchy, kind of rides off into the sunset, realizing his father wasn't that bad of a guy um, because he's following in his footsteps and decides to commit suicide because he thinks it's going to be best for the club as he's finally kind of uh, resolved every single problem that they had in that series. Mm-hmm. It premiered in 2010, I think. And I only 2008, saw f- I think. But yeah. Really? Last season of The Shield, I believe. You, you might be right. It ended in 2014, yes. so that actually makes more sense. Uh, it's about an outlaw motorcycle gang, just like this is. <laughs> and MC stands for Motorcycle Club. Yeah. Yeah, pretty simple. And it took place in California. Uh, Charming. Mayan- yeah. Charming, California. Which isn't a real place, but... <laughs> it's not? No. Cool. Um, it was mostly Irish people in that gang, right? Yeah, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it follows Jax Teller, like you said, and his family and whoever's yeah. part of the gang. And you also get uh, Tig, Chibs, Juice, Bobby, a ton of Happy, people. Yeah, and Rat Boy. It, and usually they would pick two or three people. Ulcer or Unser or whatever. <laughs> they, for the Motorcycle Club, you always learn about Jax and his immediate family, um, including Clay, who was played by Ron Perlman for six seasons. Uh, he starts off being the president. But every single season, you usually got... Uh, backstory on two or three other characters from the club such as season four you had juice and i believe um and then i think in season three didn't they do something where they they went to ireland yeah they changed the setting of the show they had to save the baby yeah (laughs) and then in season two you also got backstory on people like opium chips you go ahead no in other words you've seen the show so you're well aware of it i can ask you questions about the mayans how they pertain to sons of anarchy and you'll be able to answer those for me yeah for instance how were the Mayans introduced in Sons of Anarchy? I think I believe the Mayans were introduced as villains, weren't they? Mm-hmm. But then by a rival the, gang. Yeah, but then by the end of the series, they became uh, like allies, yeah. and they are still allies in Mayans MC. Are they? Yeah, from yeah, like because from what I've read, there's there's a certain question about that now. Well, as of now, yeah, but by okay, the end well, of season two, by the end yeah, of season two, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Um. So Mayans were introduced. Do you remember which character from the Mayans was in Sons of Anarchy? 
Uh, no, I don't. Emilio Rivera or Marcus oh, right, yeah, Alvarez. Marcus, yeah, Marcus he was Alvarez. in. I think even the pilot, or at least yeah, the he first was, season. He, he was in it for the whole show. Yeah. He was one of the few characters that made it throughout the whole show. By the end there of Sons of Anarchy, they were killing every single character off. Mm-hmm. Were there any other Mayans that were introduced in Sons of Anarchy that made the transition into the Mayans TV show? For not from what I remember, Tra- no. Danny Trejo wasn't he a Mayan? I think so. Well, no, actually, Danny Trejo was, uh, he was an FBI agent. Oh, okay. The cover. But that was just for season four. And I don't think he's made it into Mayans MC as of now. Yeah, neither do I. I didn't see his name in the casting or anything. But you do get crossover characters. Like you have Chucky, who wasn't part of the uh, Sons of Anarchy, but he was a character who kind of helped out once they got him in season two. Chucky, who has the stuff on his hands because yeah. he masturbates yeah. too much. Right? Yeah, that's basically it. He had to stop. So they. So I think, uh, who was Katie Seagal's name again? Gemma, I think. She like made hands for him and he always wears them now to stop himself yeah Gemma was Jax's mom who murdered his what his Wife, girlfriend Tara, yeah. okay um this all takes place after Jax dies the Mayans MC does I believe two years after yeah a couple years afterwards did that change uh anything about this show like do they mention it at all yeah they mentioned Jax uh, well they mentioned Jax once in the finale of season one and I was like oh that's cool they mentioned and then season two they just keep mentioning him it's like every single episode Jax would want this Jax would want this and I was like okay yeah and then so we, you see that a lot yeah I would expect that more from the Sons of Anarchy point of view than I would from the Mayans well you do Mayans see were some, a separate group you do see some Sons of Anarchy by the end of season two and season one all right so most of the mayan characters are new um from for the tv show either joining the club post jax's death or existing outside of the sons of anarchy hemisphere right yeah okay you have a big ensemble just like sons of anarchy Mm -hmm. but there's one lead guy just like jax was yeah and that guy's name is easy 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 reyes Reyes. and he has a brother named angel and a dad let's talk about easy first just like keep it at hand yeah so we learned in the first episode that easy was dating this uh, girl named emily who now is married to uh, miguel galindo Mm -hmm. who is he kind of has a slice in the uh, Mayans MC, but he's not part of it. They Isn't work he part of the cartel? Yeah, he works for the cartel, okay. and, and the Mayans uh, work for him as well. But then you have another kind of sanction. How, of, how old is Easy supposed to be in the first season of this? Uh, well, we get flashbacks of him, and in the flashbacks, I'd say he's supposed to be around, like, 20. I'd say maybe in the show he's mid-20s, 26, okay. And how 27. old do you think the actor, J.D. Pardo, is who plays him? Is he, like, 31? He is 40 years old. Are you, are you, no, I'm completely it, serious. Wow, I did not. He does not look at. He's like Remy Malik, where like his age does not match. Yeah, his. Remy Malik, 82 years old, <laughs> going on 90. But yeah, so JD Pardo, surprisingly old for the age yeah. that he's playing. Um, you mentioned some other characters, but though I joked about Sons, I do want you to go into the first two seasons of Mayans and explain mm-hmm. what happened in them, so that we get a little bit of refresher before we talk start talking right. about these first two episodes of the third season. So I have music to back you up, oh, great. but like do you want time. it? Do you want to have it for the recap of the first two seasons, or do you want to keep that for the recap of the two episodes let's recap it for the two episodes basically um easy's a prospect meaning that you are the lowest of the low in terms of the motorcycle club and he's trying to figure out who killed his mom and we see through a series of flashbacks he was running after the killer but never truly was able to find them until by the end of season one when it seems like everything is resolved and uh, easy's doing pretty well in the club we figure out that happy who was from the original series in season one was the one who killed his mom so that kind of leaves it for season two. Why did Happy kill his mom? Well, that's what we want to figure out. We don't know. Was 
but we figure it out in season two because in season okay. two, basically episode four, that's when uh, Easy tells Angel his brother, and they're like, "Look, we need to get happy, and we need to figure out what exactly happened." So they get happy at his home, they tie him up, and they kind of that's torture how you, him. That's how you talk. They to torture someone. him like they burn a cigarette in him, and then they put a gun what inside do you mean the in wound. him. Like, like they burn where, it on him, where on him, on his stomach, because oh, okay. he's shirtless, and then they put a gun in him. It was just pretty brutal. But basically, yeah, well, I remember Jax would get pretty brutal. Like when he thought that who was it the um, the Asian gang members? What was that group called? I, I forgot. But you're talking about the season seven premiere where he pours salt all over the person who he stabs Jonas him with said, a sword. Yeah, be, well, not a sword, a knife. But oh, that's because he thought, thought it was that a sword. That person killed Tara. Yeah, um, and that was Henry Lin's gang. But basically. Uh, we easy tries to talk to happy and is like look you're gonna die there's no other way about it Mm -hmm. but we want to know why someone put the hit out on our mom and happy is like well that's because it wasn't just supposed to be for your mom it was supposed to be for your mom and felipe i just messed up why is felipe needing to die isn't he supposed to be Um, because felipe used to be part of the cartel that was the hard life that he had oh okay so So he's out of it though right yeah exactly but later on uh it turns out that happy and easy and angel it's kind of funny the way i say it but it worked in the show uh they end up working for each other because happy is like look if my killed like if my mom died by some other people i would kill them right away and easy and angel just come up with an agreement for him where they're like if you are able to because you're the only lead so like a redemption have, arc for yeah, happy yeah and you're the only lead we have to our mom's killer we don't mm-hmm. know who put the hit out so yeah. if we kill you we have absolutely no idea so happy decides to work for them and through clues and just a ton of things uh in the future episodes we learned that by the season two finale uh dita who is miguel galindo's mom who's been in like the whole entire season i think maybe even season one also uh was the one to put out the hit out for felipe and his wife because felipe and her had a son crystal ball crystal ball like a crystal ball yeah yeah they named like, their kid Crystal Yeah, I think Ball. it's like a good luck type of thing. Okay. But... Because from what I understood, um, Felipe is the father of Angel and Easy, right? Yes, yeah. He's also the father of Miguel? Uh, that's what I thought. But like when I looked at the forums, I didn't see anyone say that. And I only heard Dita ever say that Felipe was the uh, father of one of her Did children. Felipe cheat on yes, his, the, his, his wife? wife with Dita, and then Dita wanted to get him murdered. Wanted to kill him and his wife. Okay, and so what happens to Dita? Well, she ends up kind of feeling guilty for herself. She breaks away from Miguel because Miguel has a ton of security guards around her because he cares about her, and she's supposed to be going to therapist meetings, but she calls uh, Easy, Angel, and Felipe to the desert, and she's like, I need to pay for basically my sins, and one of you people need to kill me. Uh, Easy's supposed to, like kind of it's supposed to look like a suicide she left notes for all her children yeah and even emily uh and easy chokes her to death and then they burn the strangles body. her strangles her and was yeah. that a big twist at the end of the season it was yeah i mean it was very and what are the like ramifications of that happening or that information getting <laughs> well, out it, it, oh, if that information got out the mayans mc would either a just kill him on the spot or b they would they would do what mr mayhem which was what they called it in sons of anarchy do a vote to see if he deserves to die but i'm pretty sure if it was miguel galindo since he has a hands in the mayans mc he would just kill him himself if he ever figured out okay so miguel doesn't know yeah miguel doesn't know and that kind of leads into a story arc in season two um it really 
really took eight episodes to get there, but for the Mayans MC, basically there's this other uh, group called, uh, I forgot what they're called, but it's led by a person named Shotcaller. And Shotcaller is someone you don't want to cross. And one time we could learn about this through Are dialogue. they a rival group like Sons of Anarchy yeah, is a, a rival group? Yeah, a little bit. But, but they, they're not connected like at all culturally to the group. I don't think so. Okay. They, basically, there was supposed to be this big meeting that all the groups are supposed to have, including Sam Crow, California. So you see Chibs again come. You see some people from season seven come like Quinn. Me. Happy, yeah, <laughs> that would be something. But Tiny, you... <laughs> Opie, everybody, all the whole gang. No, but you see like about four, I didn't even realize there were some people that showed up because they were so, in so little Sons of Anarchy, but they also showed up at this meeting. Cool. Um, and basically, Shot Caller is like, you kill nine of our men. This is to the Mayans MC group that EZ is part of. He's like, you kill nine of our men. And then uh, the Mayans MC's response was, well, you didn't tell us you were coming. You came with guns. You were starting a ruckus. So, yeah, we killed nine of your men, and we're sorry about that. But you're just going to have to deal with that because of the ramifications of you. Now, and like, this is just a tangent storyline that's going on as well as the Adita yeah, thing. Yeah, right. There, there's a ton of storylines going on. Okay, yeah. So just another yeah. one of those. And so, basically, Shotcaller can't get over that, even though in the meeting it seems like everything worked out. Um, and by the very end of the episode, we see that Shotcaller and his group shoot up the Mayans MC uh-huh. where they are. Um, so is it like one of the wars that is going on yeah. now between motorcycle Yeah, games? and Coco, who's a character that we've also known about, he has a storyline where he needs to basically care for his sister and himself, and he's addicted to drugs. Yeah, we'll get into Coco. He, his, yeah, I think an explosion happens and he can't see. Now, in the next he's episode... He's blind? Yeah, he, well, he is blind for that one episode. Next oh. episode, he's... <laughs> He's better. You're getting a little too in depth. I just okay. wanted the recap. Well, for yeah. So, so then, yeah. so then, basically, what ends up happening is Riz, who is a character that's also been in season one. Again, we'll talk he, about all the characters. He dies by Raul. He dies. Yeah, he's dead because he's still in the main cast. What ended up happening was Raul killed him because uh, the main VP, the main president of Minds MC, was like, "Look, no one died, and right now, uh, it seems like they're saying that's equal. It's it's done now." Did you say Raul? I think that's his real name, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I meant Taza. That's his name in the show. He's the vice president of the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and he killed Riz. That's why I'm here. Because <laughs> because the president was like, look, obviously, if one of our people died, we would we would decide to do payback. But because everything is equal and we don't want and no and like everything is fine, we don't want to start anything. Um, but like Taza, who is basically not a fan of Shot Caller at all and knows who he is, kills Riz because mm-hmm. he was hoping that that will spark controversy so they're going to go shoot up um yeah this remind, it reminds me a lot of Sons of Anarchy where they would like I, what was it Opie's wife was murdered or something to right. cause a war right um yeah, yeah so they the, murders happen strategically right uh, yeah. in these type of shows and by the end of season two even though they don't get shot caller they shoot up every everyone at a party including his motorcycle club including a Sam Crow member that we do not see the face of and the Sam Crow member, that's a big deal, right? Because A, you don't know who it is. And also, if that got out, they're trying to keep it a right, secret now. Right. And then the Sons of Anarchy, they could be fighting a war on two fronts. And if Taza is, is ever... Or actually three fronts if you include the cartel. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different people that they could go to war with. But if Taza, if that information ever gets out that he killed someone, I don't even think that would be held up for a vote. He would die automatically by all the wars they're starting and everything along that line. So that's kind of where season three leads into. Good, because I know that there's a ton more that goes on, but like to get into it, like wh- why are we doing the season three premiere if we're not going to get yeah. into the actual season three? Um, they started with a different intro song, right? They start with a completely different intro. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I want to say this. So, it seems like a completely different show, but basically, in season uh, one, we had the regular intro. It was a man singing about kind of this like Mexican gang. Then season two, they changed the singer until the finale. Well, they and, and a lot of people, a lot of people said that uh, the uh, they liked the original. Yeah, they, and that's why the in, cover wasn't as good. And this, yeah, it wasn't as kind good. of like in Weeds when they sh- went back. But to in, the- in the season finale, they bought back the original song. So I, in season two, and so I really like that. In season three, though. It's not the same song. It's almost an American-esque type intro. There's no words at all. They show a ton of different... It's supposed to be about Border Patrol. I'm pretty sure that's what the whole season yeah. is about. So you see a lot of Mexicans kind of being detained. Um, I think you maybe even see John F. Kennedy in the uh, credits. I'm not sure. I didn't watch it, so I but, don't yeah, but I just know it's different. People, completely. Yeah, people were talking about that a lot. Um, they compare it to The Wire, where the kind of focus of the show also shifts to yeah. a different characters and, and and season to season they're doing something. Didn't they do something like that in season in uh, Sons of Anarchy in season three? Didn't they change the intro? Yeah, for the Ireland they they kept the they kept the um, lyrics, but they changed the kind of core progression of it and the singers. Okay, so it wasn't a completely right. different and then, song. And then after that Ireland thing, which only lasted like four episodes, it went back to the original and never changed again. Did you like the original the most? Uh, for some, for, for some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then for this show, do you like this new one? No, I kind of like the season one one. I guess I kind of wish they just stayed with that one. Cause that one was fine as it was. All right. So the two episodes names are pap struggles with a death angel. And I think that has to do with Huckleberry's father, who is, um, like a drunk and he also like hits his kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, uh, orneriness of Kings, orneriness of Kings without further ado. And without getting into copyright infringement, I know that this song is going to be super good in the background, but, but, yeah. it, but it's all right. I want to mention really fast by the end of season two, easy is patching as a full member. So he's not a prospect anymore. So okay. this, it leads into that. Yeah. So he's, he's a full member, right? Okay. <laughs> Miguel is crushed by his mother's death, Dita, and his two story arcs is that he wants to figure out a who did it, but also he's mad at Paco, who was in charge of his mom's death. Um, so he kills him by the end of episode two because he finds him unreliable anymore. And Emilio Rivera, Marcus Alvarez, is working for him. As far as easy story goes, he is in love with this person that they rescued last season called Gabby, and we see them uh, basically just walking through the town as it's completely just overtaken by border patrol um a underground place that was smuggling in heroin that alita was working with uh, glendo a for. tunnel yeah a tunnel is filled up with concrete at this point border patrol is taking in a ton of mexicans and the mayans mc just do not see this as working out good for them um on top of that we also see that angel who had a baby with adelita what a waste of a tunnel it's like a free tunnel yeah yeah i know and it was it was pretty big too and i think it was shown in the intro but angel who has a baby with adelita is um being tortured uh by potter because Potter is like, you're never going to see your son. And Adelita, who we have chained Potter up right now. Potter is the uh, ex uh, the Sons DEA. of Anarchy guy. Yeah, yeah. And okay. he's part of the DEA. And they're chaining Adelita up to some chains and playing the baby crying over and over and over again. Almost like the Daryl uh, season 7 episode 3 of The Walking Dead where they just continually the song. Yeah. So as everything uh, continually goes down, we also see that uh, Shot Collar is still alive. He kills a cop and he's even working for one of the Sam Crow members. Um, and we don't know exactly what the plan is, mm-hmm. uh, but we just know that they're working together. I think that we learn who the um, Sam Crow person who died was. I think his name was Tommy, but I don't think it was anyone big. 
And then we have Coco, another member who is dealing with drug abuse. And by the end of se- the epi- second episode... Why goes- is he dealing with drug abuse? Like, has he always throughout the entire show? Yeah, basically ever since, like, season one, because he had to kill his own mom. Um, because the mom was just completely abusive to his sister and him. He had to kill his own mom. Yeah, he had to kill his own mom. So, basically, then he goes into this drug dealer's place. He wants Oxycontin. We've been seeing him do it the whole entire episode. He looks terrible. Even his, He's on opioids. Yeah, and his group is just like, you are, what's what's going on with you? And he doesn't want to explain. He's just tired of it. He pulls a gun on a drug dealer, and the drug dealer is like, don't do this. You can still, like, because you do this, it's not going to end up well for you. Yeah. Takes the Oxycontin. It's gotten so bad that he's literally stealing um, someone else's iPad to pay for it. I think it was his daughter's, daughter's. if I read correctly. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I keep saying sisters. I mean daughter. But he can he starts running and the ever there's like this whistle that happens and everyone comes out and right as someone is about to shoot him because they found him they take him to Oxycontin they beat him down someone recognizes who he is yeah. they're like Coco and then he it's just kind of a state of confusion and gets knocked out by some new members that we learn about this episode. Okay, so he's not gonna die. Does anybody die? No, Paco dies. Oh yeah, from Miguel. But except for that, yeah, no one, no one dies. People were really sad about Paco's death. I don't know why. Really, well, can they, you explain it? Yeah, in the first couple of scenes of this season, um, especially in the first episode, you get backstory on him. You get more backstory on him than you do some members ever in Mayans MC, mm-hmm. uh, where you see he has a son and he's really, really nice to the son. And basically, he has a wife and he had a good life. So you then, wanted to make and they yeah. wanted the audience to feel for. And this the character. thing was, was that Dita, Dita left on her own accord like Paco did everything he could to try and stop her he wasn't expecting her to suddenly steal a car which is what she does in the finale but she does so it really wasn't his fault in the end especially when you learn that she's not the one that even she wanted to die it wasn't like anyone else's choice it didn't happen but still you wouldn't want that coming out right yeah of course but that leads me to another point which is my biggest problem I think with my SMC that Sons of Anarchy did well which is that uh, you learn about EZ's backstory in the first three seasons. That's mm-hmm. fine. You two seasons. About, two seasons, yeah. I'm kind of including the third season, though. And then you learn about Coco's backstory. That's fine as well. And you're still learning about it. Whatever. But the thing is, is that you don't learn about anyone else's at all backstory from Mayans MC. And I don't think it's copying it in like a bad sense in terms of what Sons of Anarchy did, which like I said, you get someone's different episode every single season and usually it would revolve around a different theme. I think with like uh, Theo Rossi, Juice's storyline in season four, it kind of dealt with them. Um, so immigration. you want more Lost type yeah, backstories? Like, for example, with Taza, you know, I would be fine learning about a season from him and because it seems like he has some serious uh, history with Shot Caller, but you don't get that at all. Even the person who dies, Riz, and it was a sad death, don't get me wrong, I really like those last three episodes, but you don't learn about him at all. And I would have been he fine. Was, he was just a member. Right? right. He was just a member. Yeah. So he I was actually in Savages, the guy who played him. But you, yeah. Cool. But I, I was going to say that if you like gave him some episodes in season two, because the first seven episodes, except mm-hmm. for um, Happy storyline where you learn some stuff about him, you don't get a lot yeah, of story. Yeah, but Happy was from the original right. show. Well, well so. I'm saying that like you just get a lot of backstory. There's not a lot of plot movement, which I think is what made the last three episodes so good. So if you gave Riz some backstory and then he died, I would have been like, oh, that's really sad. But the only backstory you ever get from him is in the finale when the Mayans MC tell his family, who you just see a couple like people of, that he's dead. Yeah, before we even started the podcast, you told me you were like, this is like a completely different show in season three. Yeah, right? yeah. And so the, you don't see that shift over to being more personal because from what I was reading, it's darker, it's more personal, it deals with the guilt of characters, but you're not seeing the backlashes you want to. Well, they should, they still have some backlashes, actually. If they 
completely got rid of the back postures, I would have been fine with that uh, because it seems like a lot of them, except for a select few. So what do you seem, want? What are you asking? I, I, I want to see more character development. Like, I don't know why the Mayans MC president is the president. Like, he seems like he makes decisions. The Presidente? Yeah, the Presidente. Yes. He, he makes decisions. I like his character. His name's Bishop, right? Bishop, yeah. But mm-hmm. you're not getting any storyline with him. If you want to see more of his backs or just more Barry. of him. Yeah, he yeah. was in Barry. Yeah. He was also in The Expanse this last season. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe he was maybe Fred Johnson's like. Yeah. <laughs> but I, so, but the guy it, who plays in his name, Michael Irby. But yeah. Go but ahead. again, and it kind of worked to the Sons of Anarchy's benefit. But in season one through three, you really got to understand Ron Perlman. And again, he was part of Jax's storyline. Would you compare Ron Perlman's character more to the Presidente character because they filled the same role, or would you compare Ron Perlman's character to Almost? Because when you uh, cast a character like Edward James Olmos to play a role in oh, like it, he was a very substantial I, yeah I would say that it, he's closer related to Edward James almost because yeah. again because like you said yeah. he a had a name but, behind but him Ron Perlman was crazy like he was an evil dude by the end yeah, yeah but by the very end he was crazy and an evil dude but by the first three seasons he had a dark side to him but he for the most part was like a good like father so Felipe's husband. character is what was Ron, uh, Ron Perlman's name in the show Clay Clay is like Clay but but if, way way better way way like a like a way better character um he's more sympathetic and also even though he doesn't like members in his house we see this episode he gets to bond with Gabby the person that Easy is interested in and even though Easy and him have some serious tension because of the way they killed Dita who uh, it seemed like Felipe still had some feelings over even though for the most part they were done um he does seem like a really good pick for this cast right yeah and, and I, then I didn't know this but Katie Seagal apparently actually worked with him very early on in her career when oh, they were in cool. a play together doing yeah musicals. She, she's in the first episode of this uh yeah show. she was brought back for like a, a, a background very thing. small part but yeah that, mm-hmm. that's going cool. he is a very good pick and he's probably one of my favorite characters as well um by the end of that by the end of this episode even the, though he is really enjoying his time with gabby who kind of forced herself to stay there even though he didn't want anyone to be okay, there so let's talk about gabby for a second right. there's gabby and emily right and they're both love interests too easy right yeah, it seems like Emily was going to be the real love interest in the first season, but by this point, I don't think that storyline's still going on. You don't think that she still likes Easy? Not, not really, not as much. Oh, okay. She, it, it she goes against what I was listening to. People aren't uh, um, in her camp, uh-huh. as it as it were, because of some of the decisions. Well, here's she's the made. thing: in, in the first season, she was the worst character. I cannot stand her. In season two, they made her, they gave her less of a story, and it was also a better story. So she started to become way more of a tolerable character. Mm-hmm. One character I'm not a big fan of is her sister, who we learned about this episode. She is brought in, and she seems like she's going to be very annoying. Okay, I don't see her in the main cast, so I'm not. Exactly sure. Basically, Emily is annoyed with Maria because uh, Maria is Galindo's family, but she just cannot stand her anymore with her kids, so she fires them. And then my, Miguel Galindo is like, she's family. Why did she start dating Miguel if she liked Easy so much in prior seasons? I think it was one. It was a either an intimidation aspect, but also Galindo is very, very successful. Like but he what's, has a huge what's her, house. What's her background? Like, how did they even meet? She's, I, I don't she's not part of the Mayans, right? No, she's not part of the Mayans. Like, she she actually understand. got an agricultural deal by the end of season two, which kind of helped them with the tunnel. Um, so but, she just, this that, this part feels a little bit more soap opera-ish, where oh, yeah, she just no. ends up dating around. Well, it, it is, but the thing is, is that Sons of Anarchy was called a soap opera for men. <laughs> Um, especially in the first <laughs> few seasons, and that, that that was a perfect description. By the end, I would almost argue it was kind of a soap opera, just flat. Uh, this kind of feels the same way, but I think it's better than the last two seasons of Sons of Anarchy. Still, the, Do you think it's better than the last two seasons of Mines? 
Uh, this season? Yes. No, I think that season two had its height of the good episodes. I think season one was better constructed. This one, it feels like even though they have interesting scenes, they're throwing and seeing what sticks. Like well, I, there are two two big differences this year. And, yeah. And go, go ahead. If you want to talk about because you were. Oh yeah, I learned that Kurt Sutter. I think by by the end of season two, he left. He was tired of Disney censoring him, and he said that. Well, there was a fallout between him and the execs, and then also some of the staff, but that was never really clear. Um, but and then also COVID, of course. Right, yeah. And and you could tell this was made during COVID. I think that kind of dealt with the quality a little bit. It wasn't as They actually good. had more of a budget this time. Yeah. Well, what, what did you mean by the quality? I, I Like, you didn't see a lot of people. Oh, I thought you meant that. Because some people said that the camera felt more cinematic, but also shakier somehow. I'm not exactly I think sure. That, that I think they were trying to make just the whole entire show more cinematic. But that's my, that was a big problem. Shot caller by the end of the first episode, like I said, he kills a policeman. Main bad guy. Shot Main caller. bad guy. Yeah, I'm getting that. But it's... <laughs> But it seemed like they were trying to make him like Terminator 2-esque, where he was just this huge villainous character, and like he even has his big walk to the police car and everything like that. So he like struts to the car in a really cocky manner. Yeah, after he kills the policeman, there's big shots of him just strutting to the car and then driving off in the police car, and it wasn't intimidating. So he takes the police car. What do you do with a police car? Do you just like break well, it down for parts? Well, then we see in the second episode that's when he has a call with one of the Sam Crow members, and, okay. and then that's how we get it from his storyline. And is he aware about the Sam Crow death? Uh, I don't think so, because by the very end of the season, he gets his mom, and then we just see him kind of go off. You see Shockwave get his mom? Yeah, you see Shock Caller. Shock Caller. Shock Caller, yeah. Shockwave he, is the superhero, right? Yeah, so he gets his mom, and, and you see them leave. So I don't think he ever actually figures out that the Sam Crow member died, except he might. I, I don't know. It's it's up in the air. All right, um, so Sutter actually responded to the third season. He oh, saw the first yeah, few episodes, okay. and I'm going to paraphrase what he said about it. He says, season one and season two transitioned from Sons of Anarchy. And that's what he was in charge of. Elgin and his diverse team at the helm uh, is doing something new and relevant with Mayans MC, provoking a tone and weight that could never have been achieved with me at the helm. Uh, yeah, so, I think so he was very that's, that's very nice of him. But I think that he's probably just saying that as well, because he said in season two that he was distancing himself from the project. I think he had his hands completely over it. And he just wanted to say he was distancing himself from it um, because he wanted to make it seem like he had less in charge than he actually was. Well, I did want to get into how the show was created. So he is the one who brought Elgin in on this. But Elgin, who has served time... Elgin James, right? Elgin James, Oh, yeah, yeah. and easiest uh, served times. But yeah, go ahead. Easiest? No, no, no. I mean... Yeah, no, no, I know, I know. In the real life. In I'm real saying, life, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he's served time and he has first-hand knowledge of gangs and drugs in prison, Makes along sense. with a good portion of the cast. Yeah, I know that Happy was is part of, or was part of an actual motorcycle gang. <laughs> cool. Um, and they wanted to make this really genuine. So Kurt Sutter brought him in. Elgin didn't want to do anything with violence, really, until he found out that he could join the Sons of Anarchy sort of writing crew right. and make this show together with him. And uh, they obviously still want to make it entertaining, but he wanted to make it a genuine and not misrepresent the culture. It's become very, yeah, culture. Behind so. which, like, a lot of people get absorbed in if they find themselves with no other place to turn. Mm -hmm. And so that's where a lot of this guilt comes in to factor in this season. Yeah, there's it's and, guilt by everyone. There's, yeah, but I can see why with Kurt Sutter, he's always been like, let's have the guy cut off his tongue or something like that. And usually well, wants like so at least one. I think there's action. more heartfeltness, or, or even if it's darker, it's supposed to be more heartfelt. Yeah, this in fact, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because Miguel Galindo is probably the most grief-stricken character. Actually, he does kill um, the therapist. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. 
um, with the therapist. Miguel, the cartel guy. Yeah. Yeah. The one who's dating Emily. The yeah. one who, yeah. Okay. Dita was supposed to be seeing this therapist. And even though the therapist really wanted Dita to come, she was always making excuses because she really wanted to speak to Felipe in season two. So when Miguel comes in and he's talking to the therapist. Why did she want to speak to Felipe so much? Because she was still in love with him. Oh, okay. And then yeah. she ordered him right. to die. Exactly. Well, <laughs> That's, as years, years prior. Got it. Okay. But the thing is, is that uh, Miguel comes in there to the therapist's office. I do like this scene. And he's like, can you tell me what my mom said? And then, of course, the therapist doesn't know. But she's like, it's patient uh, confidentiality. And even though Miguel gets increasingly more upset, she's like, I, I can't. I can't let you know what she said to it's me. So like he straight up murders her? Yeah, so you don't see him murder her. That doesn't make me sympathize towards Miguel's character. Well, he, well again, he's not a 100% sympathetic character, but he's one of those characters that I guess when you watch him, you don't really want him to die because he's interesting. Well, that's what makes me think that Angel and uh, and Easy and Miguel are all brothers. Yeah, no, it's, it's a possibility that was left up in the air in season two. It would okay. just make the relationship between Miguel and Felipe, who... Family. You know? It would make them family. It's also very reminiscent of the Robin Hood, the British show, when they end up making some of the bad guy related to. Well, yeah, yeah, but but Miguel is very suspicious of Felipe in season two because he's like sending, he's driving his mother home, and yeah. he's also just acting very suspicious. They're all mama's boys, except so. for when they kill them, <laughs> like when Jax kills Gemma. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I wanted to get back to the roots of the show, the production. Um, if you listen to people like Richard Cabral, who plays Coco, and then Emilio Rivera, who plays Alvarez, uh, they both had also drug addictions as kids. Emilio, oh, wow. he was like in a gang and he also was addicted to heroin. And I think uh, Richard was like in, already by 15. He had cocaine issues and they were all in jail together. Yes. Well, not together. So I, I was going to say, no, well, no, they didn't all <laughs> let's make a TV but, show. But it isn't. <laughs> It is interesting because uh, a lot of the cast does charity now, and uh, Emilio specifically, he's pretty blunt about what he did in his life and, and from his he, until his twenties, like how he was pretty cold blooded. He didn't really care about anyone else. Then he got a dog, <laughs> um, <laughs> but but now he spends his free time doing charities. He speaks to juvenile corrections like yeah, uh, centers and stuff. Yeah. No, juvenile correction. Like oh, yeah, he yeah. Goes he's, to he's, juvenile he's hall to, and, yeah, yeah. and uh, speaks to youth. And um, and then he hi- also hires some of his friends or gets them on the show to be, like, doubles oh, for the cool. motorcycle driving yeah. who used to be part of gangs. Oh, wow. So, okay. So, so, yeah. Yeah, who, who he used to be friends with and such. Um, I'm surprised by that because I would think that the actual all... Mayans would be the ones driving because I know that, like, with Jax, Charlie Hunnam became very, very interested in motorcycles once he joined. It's not to say that they don't drive and, like, they they don't just put their faces on. It's not all CGI <laughs> or anything. In fact, um, Richard Cabral, the guy I just told you about, mm-hmm. uh, he helped all of them cheat on the motorcycle permit test like the guy left the room and he ran up there and he's like i got you guys and then he like gave them all the answers from any and he was just okay with saying that people were they outed that at a comic-con or something and he and they were all laughing about it and i was like well hopefully they don't That's, get it called yeah. back <laughs> so yeah they all know how to ride motorcycles supposedly and um it's all pretty inclusive and such and from what i was reading the transition from sutter to elgin being the main guy since he was always a part of it hasn't been that tough He's really cool with accepting people's suggestions and trying to make it as real as possible. And since a lot of them know where they're coming from, it, it hasn't been too 
too crazy. It just seems so different, the tone. Like, it seemed like they were going for a really, really dark tone. And also, again, they were only focusing on Coco, who we know about, and Easy, and everyone else, not any other character. It also makes it so that you're probably not going to see a first nine, which I know that um, yeah. a lot of people yeah. are looking forward to with Kurt Sutter. He's more busy with, like, Bloomhouse and Netflix productions right now. Yeah, I, except I know that Kurt Sutter was having some trouble. Like, he came out with The Bastard Executioner, which came out in, like, 20... No, well, actually, they, that came out pre before Mayans. Yeah. He, he woke up in Wales, as he put it, and then decided, what am I doing in Wales? And that's when he decided to come back to his uh, <laughs> to the Mayans stuff. Um, I, I was glad that this wasn't, like, a prequel to Sons of Anarchy, just because I know a lot of shows such as, like, Better Call Saul. Not that Better Call Saul is a bad show, but they like to do that. I'm, like, I'm glad that they had enough uh, guts to kind of make this after Jax's death. Because you're able to see, again, like, people like Chibs, who... Do you think there are going to be more Sons of Anarchy crossovers? And who haven't they brought in that they well, could Well, that's at this the point? thing. At this point, once they brought back Chibs, there's no one else. Like, if they, Tig is the only one who hasn't shown up yet. But except for that, you basically have seen everyone from Sons of Anarchy. So Chibs was supposed to be the, the big cameo that you're supposed to see in episode 8 of season 2. Mm-hmm. Or the guy from The Shield, right? The Which guy one? who kills Jax. Oh, my Michael like Chiklis. He could, he could come back. <laughs> He'll be the one that goes easy. What replaces the crows in this show? Well, they have a scene where the crows show up. Is yeah. that always with like? Is it like with Game of Thrones where a certain music accompanies certain families? So I mean, like yeah, whenever the Sam Crows people show up, crows come out. With well, them? <laughs> the, well, in episode eight, that when they're going to the meeting, you see a ton of crows fly by, and I was like, that's a that's a great reference. Like you saw it, <laughs> and then also in episode three, you see where Jax kind of wrote his last thing to his father right before he shoots the cop and drives into the bus. Where you saw that, and I really like seeing that as well. Also, Happy calls his dog Opie, which is really, really funny, and I'm glad I'm glad that they had that reference in there. Okay, so I'm just going to, before we end it, go through all the characters real quick, the main ones, and see where they are at the end of the second episode okay. of season three, yeah. right? Okay, so you have Emily, which you've talked about, ex-girlfriend of, uh, what's his face, Easy, yeah. and now Miguel's wife, right? Yeah. What's she doing at the very end? Well, she right now is just trying to live with her baby and trying to kind of see what's going to happen with her sister. Okay, with, with you were talking about, not Marie, but... Um, the no, other the, the other one. The one that was actually her family. Like, okay. Marie was uh, Miguel's family. Beyond. Got it. Angel, who is Easy's brother... Uh, you, you, the guy who plays him, Clayton, yeah. he seems to be picked on by the cast, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's playing the older brother, right? Yeah. How old do you think he is? Because so, I told you the main character was 40 um, years old. I, I would say maybe even he's younger, 37. He is 35. 35, So yeah, it's, yeah. It, this is basically a Malcolm in the Middle scenario, you know? Yeah, he's trying to basically find his uh, his daughter and, um, or is it his son? But Adelita <laughs> as well. You don't, you don't know. Adelita <laughs> as well. So uh, yeah. Isn't he, yeah, yeah, isn't he uh, with Adelita? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and she's, you didn't talk about her too much. Like, she's literally, she's, a, she, she's tortured part of the, the yeah. last. Yeah, yeah but she, is she, as part of that gang, like, is that gang upset with Mayans at all? Or no, are they, I, I don't those? think, so. she's part of the Los Alvedados. Yeah. Who, um, she was the leader of, and they didn't really want to work with Miguel, but, uh, she had to act like she was well, caught by like, Miguel. literally, her parents were killed by well, his... Yeah. Yeah, and, but, she, but she had to act like she was caught by Miguel in order for the DEA not to catch on to them working together. Again, okay. it, it, it's a lot. When you hear that, you're like, why are they working together? But it worked in the TV show when it happened. That was one of the best episodes, and that was in season one. Also, I think part of El Coco's storyline, who you've you've done enough with, mm-hmm. you've t- explained it. He's also a sniper, right? Like an yeah, ex-sniper? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, did they ever show him doing that? Yeah, they showed him in season two doing that. And I should also mention the person who was trying to rob the drug dealer was named Butterfly. 
because he went to Paco wanting the drugs, and then Paco was like, we don't have anybody. The person we get from is Butterfly, so that's why I went to Butterfly. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned Taza, and the cool note I have about him is that the guy who plays him, Ra Raul Trujillo, um, he is has... Okay, so he is both Spanish, uh, Telus, Gallic, uh, Apache, Comanche, uh, Pueblo, wow. uh, U Ute, um, Métis, <laughs> Sephardi, Jewish, and Moorish descent. Like that all, isn't that's. Insane. I said both. I meant like he's everything. So yeah. when when you do diverse casting, you literally only have to cast him, and you've gotten everything. Yeah, I, I'd like to. I'd like to see a season revolving around his yeah, storyline. You, you wanted more yeah. storyline. Riz, you told me was dead. I just had him down as a member. You have Miguel, uh, who we've talked about. He's obviously from mm -hmm. Cold Case, as I pointed out he's earlier. Very very. And this is the first time he's played a bad guy. So oh okay you know, yeah he, he does a good job. Kind of a turn for him. And then obviously Felipe is almost and I should I should mention that the Mayans MC that one other storyline that happens is that they are trying to get uh heroin through because again the Border Patrol was shut down. They even tried to get a mule through, um, when they like this woman was trying to get through, but she ended up getting caught. Uh, because her car were they got... calling the woman the mule or was it actually a, a horse like a mule no she was in a car and they oh, okay. and she was hiding it kind of like weeds but yeah they caught her but then i thought you were saying like it, it would be interesting if they started doing plastic surgery on mules and then like <laughs> adding you know how they do breast implants with drugs in them I, okay, but like that's, a, yeah, mule no, implants and then crossing the border and then it's like mule come here i but easy then decided to say hey instead of trying to send so little through why don't we just have one big shipment of heroin and try to find a way to get that into the states and that's where they kind of leave it off yeah so where are, you, where are your predictions for the rest of the season where do you think it's going i think that we're probably going to be seeing either um raw uh, sorry taza uh get his comeuppance for killing riz mm -hmm. um i think we're probably going to be seeing coco get better in his addiction but i think that's going to happen later on in the season uh we're probably going to get some uh justice for what happened to him when he got knocked out and then uh, who's who's the person with the most to lose on the line right now I'd say probably the main character, Easy. Easy. Some yeah. people say, or I've read one person that said Easy shouldn't be in the show. If they killed him off, it would be okay. No, I like Easy. Easy's a fine character, protagonist to work for. We might see, okay. we might see the end of Gabby though. So the end of Gabby, but that's his love interest. Yeah. And you're just saying that because Tara was killed in some. Maybe. Panic, yeah, right? but I think it would also work for good drama. But they would have to pull it off well. So. Okay, so not with the sink and a kitchen fork. <laughs> no, probably not the same thing. <laughs> All right, so that was our review of the premiere of season three of Mayans MC. Uh, we'll be back next uh, time with a different episode. Thanks for listening. Winner, uh, yeah, it's going to be the Captain America show. Nice. And it, and I'd also give this like a B. Okay, a B. It has a B basically on, on uh, IMDb. It has an I, it's an 8.6 <laughs> or something for both episodes. Okay. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.